from the word of God for a few minutes. And I want to begin to speak to you on faith. Faith turns weakness into strength. Faith turns weakness into strength. The Bible says in Judges chapter 13 and verse 24 that there was a as a boy, a young man who was called by God, separated by God. Judges 13 and verse 24. And the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. And the young man grew and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to stir him in Mahanendan between Zorah and Eshtaol. Here we find the word of God says this son, this boy, this child born by the name of Samson. And from a young age, the spirit of God would move upon him. Samson was called by God. Samson, his, his very birth was announced by God. He, 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 the Lord gave clear instructions to his parents on how to raise him. There was something very special about him. He possessed potential to be one of the most powerful judges in Israel. He had a very unique anointing. His anointing was so powerful, he became, he, he became powerful, strong, supernatural strength to the degree that he was dangerous to the enemies that he faced. He had a, a very strict life separated from his mother's womb. And so we see that there was something special about him. But yet one day... He, he began to make bad decisions, and one bad decision led to another. And we find him at the end of his life, bound, blinded, lost, disorientated, distracted, weak, made a mockery of by the Philistines in the temple of their God, without the Spirit of God on his life. And dear friends, I want to tell you this morning, I wish I could say that this was only a one isolated case. But throughout history, we find and we see many believers, many believers, many Christians, and even many ministers of the gospel that walked the same road as Samson, that began and started off with great potential, great gifting, great zeal, great fire, great anointing, doing great exploits for God. But at the latter time of their life, the story is very different. We find them blind, without a vision, without a purpose, without direction. We find them weak, powerless, bound, lost, not knowing who they are anymore, no purpose in their life. It happens to so many people. It happens to so many modern day champions of God. You see, Samson's hair represented something. His strength wasn't in the really in the hair itself, but it was in what the hair represented. And the hair represented commitment. The hair represented, I am devoted, committed to God. I cannot do what others do. I cannot live the way others live. 
I am in covenant with God. I'm in relationship with God. And this anointing, the spirit, this calling, this glory, this assignment on my life is linked to that commitment to God. How many of you know the moment that that commitment was broken, the Bible says he lost his strength? Listen carefully to me. I want to tell you, the moment a believer loses their commitment to God, that's the moment they are disconnected from the power of God disconnected from the glory of God so when he lost his strength it disconnected him from his identity from his assignment from his purpose from his calling suddenly now he didn't know who he was suddenly now he didn't know what was going on he lost his strength he lost who he was his assignment in life and I said it on Wednesday night here at our big Wednesday and I'll say it again your assignment is what keeps you on fire for God. Fulfilling God's purpose and plan for your life, knowing your purpose, knowing your assignment, and running with it will sustain you. As I said on Wednesday night, feelings come and go, but commitment stays. Character stays. There are times that you won't feel saved, but you are saved. There are times that you won't feel the presence of God, but he's still with you. There are times that you don't feel married, but you're still married. There are times that you don't feel like a parent, but you're still a parent. How many of you know your feelings lie to you? Don't listen to your feelings. Commit to obey God and obey his word. Can you say amen? Walk by faith and not by feelings. Because faith will turn weakness into strength. And I've got good news for you this morning in this place that with, as with Samson, so I declare over your life that even at the latter end of his life when he was blindsided, when he was weak, when he was powerless, when he was void, when he lost his identity in God, the Bible says God restored him and his weakness turned into strength because he put his faith in God. So I declare over you today that your weakness is going to turn into strength the moment you put your faith in God. And so faith is what turns our weaknesses into strength. Our God is the God who names us. I want to say this morning that like God named Abram, like he named Jacob Israel, and like Jesus named Simon Peter, I want you to know that God gave you your identity. God gives you your purpose, your identity, your assignment. Don't let the world name you. Don't let people name you. Let your God name you. Let your God speak who you are. Let him speak the purpose and the destiny inside of you. Can you say amen? So, with, so it is also with Samson. We see that, that he lost his strength when he lost his commitment to God. And the spirit of God lifted from his life and he became weak. Let me tell you this. The secret to living an overcoming life, a holy life, a pure life, a victorious life is in the Holy Spirit. As long as the Holy Spirit is with you, no Philistine can bind you. No sin can hold you back. No, dark, no darkness, no addiction can stop you. As long as the Holy Spirit is with you, you can break every chain. You can break every bondage. Can you say amen? You can shut the mouth of lions. You can overcome and destroy every enemy that comes against you. The secret is the power and the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit. But that presence of God in your life is connected to your commitment to God.
The moment the con commitment goes, the Holy Spirit lifts. The moment the commitment stops, the presence of God lifts and people become weak and they find themselves bound and oppressed and without vision. Today I want to ask you, has life blindsided you? Has things come against you that has put your eyes out, stopped your vision? I want to tell you that even though you may feel like you don't have any vision or identity or any purpose, like you lost it all, today I want to tell you that God will never abandon you and he will never abandon his vision or his plan for your life. That is the message and the story of Samson that I love so much. That even when he turned his back on God, even though he walked away from God, even though he gave his secret away to Delilah, even though he later cut his hair and he walked away, God never abandoned him. God never stopped loving him. And God even responded to him when he said, God, strengthen me one more time. God came and restored everything in his life, the anointing, the power, the strength. God will not abandon you. I want you to know the devil lies to many people saying it's over. You'll never be. You'll never get back. You'll never survive. You'll never make it. That's a lie today. Faith will turn your weakness into strength. Faith will bring you back into a place of restoration and walking in the power of God. Come on, give the Lord a better praise than that. Somebody shout amen. So I declare over your life today that your weakness turns into strength. Because the Holy Spirit is going to help you. The Holy Spirit is going to empower you. The Holy Spirit is going to hold you up. The Holy Spirit is going to work through you. And the Holy Spirit is going to make you stronger than what you've ever been before. The power or the secret to the power of God in your life is not man's ability. It's the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. So there's a time where Samson is brought into this temple of Dagon or of, of their God. And he says, put me between the two pillars. And the Bible says, Samson braced himself around the pillars and he cried out to God. And then he pushed with everything he had. And I want to say this to you this morning. There's a time to pray, but then there's a time where you've got to push. Samson would have had nothing until if he only prayed about it. He, he did not only pray. He put his arms around the pillars and he began to push. He braced himself. He put effort into it and the power of God came on him and he brought that temple, that stronghold, the pillars down. Some of us are praying, but we're not pushing. Some of us are praying, but we're not bracing the pillars in our life. Today, I want to tell you it's time to put your arms around the pillars of that stronghold in your marriage, in your finance, in your mind, in your spiritual life. And then after you've prayed, I want you to begin to push by faith. And when you do something by faith, God will do the rest. When you do the possible, He will do the impossible. Faith that leaves it all up to God is not faith at all. There's no such thing as faith leaving it up all to God. If you read the scriptures, you'll find that wherever faith was exercised, it was because or it, it had to be someone doing something in the natural and then God did the impossible. A lot of people sit back and say, I'm just going to pray and wait. I'm just going to, you know, I'm living by faith. That's not faith. Faith is working. Faith is acting. Faith is working the scriptures. The just shall live by faith. 
that's not a passive sentence. That doesn't mean we just sit around and say amen. No, you've got to put your arms around pillars. You've got to brace. You've got to push. And when you do that, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And what was impossible will become possible. And you'll break down the stronghold in your life. Oh, come on. I need a couple of more people to push this morning with a praise offering by faith. Come on. Tell three people around you it's time to push. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time to pull down. It's time to pull down the pillars of dysfunction, of disorder, of confusion, of that stronghold, of that cycle that repeats itself. Come on, somebody. You've been looking at the pillars, sitting around, talking about the pillars, even praying about the pillars. God says, I want you to put your arms around it. I want, to, I want you to put faith. I want you to put the word. I want you to put a positive confession. I want you to put a praise into that and brace and push and bring down what's been holding you back. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I love that. I love that. So this morning, I want to tell you, Put your arms around the pillars in your finances. Put your arms around your, your, the condition of your mind. Put your arms around the pillars in your home and family. And bring down that stronghold and that house. You say, it's impossible. I can't do it. I can't do it. It, it seems too big for me. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Can you say amen? He will give you the strength. He will give you the power to overcome. Go with me now quickly in your Bible to the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 32. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Shephtah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. I'm here to tell you today that the scripture says, Naming all these people, the writer of the book of Hebrews starts naming names, and one of the names there is Samson. He uses this name, he puts it in there with the other names that he mentions. And if you go and look at the names that he mentions, you'll find that he's making a very powerful point. He is saying that the people that did great exploits were not, they were not great people in themselves. The people that did these mighty works we're not perfect people, not perfect vessels. He puts the names of people in there that were weak in themselves, that had inferiority complexes, that had issues in their lives, that had challenges in their lives. Gideon thought to himself, I'm no mighty man, I'm the least in my father's house. 
Barak had to deal with the fact that God used a woman, Deborah, instead of him to bring deliverance to the people of God. Samson had an issue. Come on, how many of you know Samson had big issues? Samson gave his secret away. Samson dealt with many things in his life. Jephthah, David, Samuel and the prophets. There were people that God used and that did great, that did great things that were not perfect people. They accomplished what they did through faith in God. It was faith in God. They were not always the most qualified, confident. They were not the first choice. David was not the first choice. David was not even invited to the feast. David was left out there with the sheep. He did not even know he was supposed to be there. I mean, Samuel had to say, can you please go fetch him and bring him here? But that's the people that God used. That's the people that did great things. That's the people that turned weakness into strength because they put their faith in God. And I want to tell you today that that is our bloodline. That is our lineage. When you read Hebrews chapter 11, God is showing you what your bloodline is. He is showing you what your generation is. He is showing you what he did before you and what he's able to do through you in your time. All he's looking for is somebody that would have faith in his word, faith in his name, faith in his character, faith in who he is. Because God will always honor his word. Can you say amen? What qualifies you today is your faith and trust in God. What qualifies you today is one thing only. It's your faith in God because faith pleases God. When you have faith, when you trust God, when you put your confidence in God, it pleases God and it qualifies the most unqualified individual to do great things for God. I declare today great things are going to manifest in your life. Great things are going to manifest in your home. Great things are going to manifest in your family. Great things are going to manifest in your future. Because your weakness can turn into strength when you have faith in God. Can you say amen? When you put your faith, your trust in God's word, in God's promises, it is impossible for you to fail. You've got a history of victory, a history of winning, a history of championship. I read about this there, that they say that racehorses are chosen because of their bloodline. They say that racehorses aren't just born and bred and now become champions. No, they are studied very carefully. Their bloodline is studied, who their father was, who their grandfather was, what was before them. And if there was any champion in their bloodline, then those racehorse owners and buyers, they will buy that horse. And even if that horse is weak and wobbly need at birth, it doesn't bother them. They don't look at the present condition of that horse, don't care what color it is, how tall it is, how weak it is, because they know that in the bloodline of that horse, going back into the history of that horse, they are champions, they are winners, they are race horses that won championships, and they know that that blood, that DNA is in this colt, is in this horse. And Hebrews 11 is a genealogy of what's in your bloodline. Hebrews 11 shows you what is in your bloodline. Hebrews 11 shows you what is in your DNA. 
I'm here to tell you, you are more than you think you are because when you were born again, you were connected to the family of faith. Come on, give God the highest praise. There's winning in your DNA. There's winning in your blood. There's championship in your blood. You may be weak and wobbly need right now, but that doesn't bother God. He says there's a bloodline tracing you back to Samson, David, Jephthah, Barak, Gideon. Come on. I need every person here that believes that there's a champion of God on the inside of you. Give God a praise and a shout. Come on. You know who you are in Christ. Woo. Hallelujah. You've got a good bloodline. Would you tell the person next to you, you got a good bloodline. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My bloodline, I don't, I'm not interested in my Fanavestasian bloodline. I'm only interested in my Hebrews 11 bloodline. My blood goes back to Abraham. My blood goes back to David. My blood goes back to Daniel. My blood goes back, come on, to the prophets. And my blood goes finally to Jesus, the greatest champion of all, the author and finisher of our faith. Come on, he finished the race. He won. Hallelujah. That spirit is in you. That spirit, that DNA is in you. Dylan, if you would come, please. Hallelujah. So I think you need to tell somebody next to you, don't look at me right now. Because you may be weak and wobbly need right now. But the Lord says, it doesn't bother me. I know what's in your line. There's a David, there's a Gideon, there's a Samson in your line. There's people that were weak just like you, but through faith, they turned their weaknesses into strength. Through faith in God, they became strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I declare today there's faith in your bloodline. Come on. Stop talking according and speaking according to your family bloodline. They're all a bunch of negative talkers. Connect with the bloodline of faith. There's faith in your bloodline. Call the things that be not as though they were. Like Abraham, say it. I'm a father of many nations. When you don't have children, that's in your bloodline. Favor is in your bloodline. There's a Esther in your bloodline. There's a Esther that walks up to the king and says, if I perish, I perish. But I know God's going to give me favor. I'm going to save my people. Come on, somebody. There's abundance and increase in your bloodline. God can take a poor beggar and turn him into a prince. He can take a Joseph, bring him out of jail and put him in the highest place place put bread in his hands that's in your bloodline give God the highest praise if you believe it God has chosen this generation to be part of a bloodline of faith would you stand please you are a supernatural generation you are a generation of signs wonders and miracles you are a generation of glory carriers who will shut the mouths of lions who will overthrow the kingdoms of darkness and who will even receive dead things brought back to life you're a part of that bloodline of faith if you believe it lift both your hands and let the spirit of God come upon you again let the Spirit of God raise you up again. Let the Spirit of God empower you again to be bold and to be fearless in this hour. Thank you for watching Prophetic Encounter. I know that many of you have experienced the prophetic anointing, the prophetic power of God's Word touching your life. You know, the Scripture says, 
that Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And I believe that as you have heard the word, a message has been planted and watered, but God's going to give the increase. Get ready for increase. Get ready for a manifestation of increase on the word that you've just heard. I want to encourage you, don't allow anything to steal the seed of the word that's been sown into your heart. It will produce a prophetic harvest in your life. I also want to encourage you, you've been blessed by this word, sow a seed today financially and contribute to this ministry so that we can continue to bring the word of the Lord to multitudes that need to hear the word of God. As you do it, I know God will increase you and bless you richly. Thank you for your love and your support and for allowing us to come into your home on a weekly basis and for allowing us to be a part of your spiritual walk with God. We are praying for you. And right now, I just want to pray that God will increase and multiply the seed that you have sown. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning into Prophetic Encounter. If you have been touched by this word, we would love to hear from you. You can send your praise reports and prayer requests to propheticencounter at rwc.org.za. You can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook, where you'll be able to stay up to date with upcoming events. Whenever you are in the city, we would love for you to join us at one of our services. Our service times are 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. We are located at number 10, Gemini Street, Brackenfall, Cape Town. Tune in next time for Prophetic Encounter.